You're here, which means that you've found spirit crumbs, leading you to your inner light worker. I will be sharing how these tiny little hints from the universe have led me to where I am today. I hope that by hearing my story and the stories of others, you'll pick up your own spirit crumbs along the way that will lead you to somewhere magical. Thanks for coming along for the journey. Let's see where it takes us. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Spirit Crumbs. I am your host, Andrea McCallum, and I am an artist and a healer. Today, I am introducing you to Amanda Monnier, who is a holistic healer and New Earth visionary. She talks a lot about unity consciousness and New Earth, which is something that has always kind of lingered in my awareness. And I've talked about it a little bit before on previous episodes, but I was really excited to dig into that conversation with her. I also know that because she is a holistic healer, she talks about how we all have our own inner healer that we can find. And as you know, I talk about that quite a bit. That's why I refer to myself as a healing energy facilitator, because I really want people to feel like the power is in their own hands. And because Amanda's goal is to bring more love, light, and healing to the world, she also believes that people have the power to embody their own true essence. And she likes to connect people with that inner power and intuition. I feel like you'll really enjoy this conversation. Hi, Amanda. Welcome to Spirit Crumbs. Hi, Andrea. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm so grateful to be here and excited for our conversation. Me too. I feel like we cross over in so many areas that I never really dig deep into. So I'm really excited to get to do that with you. And one of them that I know I've mentioned, I've had previous episodes where I've talked about it is the idea of a new earth and unity consciousness and this ideal version of what the earth could be like if we all were aware of this. Yeah, this is a topic I love to talk about. And I do love because I can already feel we have so many similarities in in what we kind of our mentorship stuff. And, and so it's really cool when we can align on a lot of these topics. So I'm excited. So I'll just start off by saying I feel like there is already a shift going on in the planet and has been going on for quite some time. I do feel like there are a lot of us that are here to really bring in these new paradigms. And the old way simply it's not working anymore. <laughs> and maybe it, maybe, you know, it served a purpose at certain stages in the evolution of humanity, whatever. But ever since I was a little girl, I was like, I always just kind of felt like there was something missing. And I felt like life wasn't supposed to suck. And I felt like the human experience, like it just didn't click. I just saw so many people who were unhappy in unhappy relationships and unfulfilling careers. They weren't thriving. They were either just barely getting by, just kind of in survival mode, depletion. So all these things I, I noticed, and I was actually one of these people. So it, it's just been a very humbling experience throughout this awakening and expansion of my consciousness, because like the more you expand your awareness, it's like, wow, the more that we don't know. And so all of everything that I'm expressing today is just from the lens of my experience. It's in my very humble opinion for everyone listening take what resonates and leave the rest. Like I always just feel like it's so important for us to do that on our own particular journey. So as far as like, I guess the concept, cause we humans love to label things of new earth and oneness consciousness and all these things, I think it's just really ushering in these new paradigms so that we can create an experience that is of like harmony, kind of that nucleus of harmony is, is how I would 
kind of, if I had to put one word to it, like that frequency of just being able to fully come to a place of inner wholeness. Cause if we're in that place of inner union and inner wholeness, then it sends ripple effects throughout the collective. And so if everything in our physical reality is just an expression or a reflection or a mirror, if you will, of what's going on inside, then we really have so much more control over it than we think. I think as we continue to really come to this place of inner wholeness. And to me, that's just embodiment of our unique essence as a soul. So that would be releasing all the conditioning, deconditioning all the lies because the stuff we've been sold for, it's been thousands and thousands of years, these infiltration energies and these inversions, if you will, these overlays, they're simply not true. They're heavy, they're dense. And we just don't have to keep subscribing to these things it just kind of ties into this concept of new earth. It's like within and without. So we can create a planet where we are thriving and where we actually wake up and we feel expansive and we enjoy ourselves and we understand our own energy. I've heard you mention on some of your episodes, human design, like the gene keys for me have been powerful, you know, even just meditation and going within to understand the way that I, my energy type operates in the way that I show up and what I'm here to bring to the table. And we all have something unique. It's just this, these new paradigms, these new templates. And I truly believe it is just at the foundational level, like what it means to be human and have a human experience. And I just am so passionate about the fact that it doesn't have to be painful. It doesn't have to suck. We can really just start to release everything where we've said yes. And it's really a no and kind of clean up that energetic space, if you will. So I could go on about this topic for hours, but that would be like the most condensed version I can give in the moment. (laughs) I love that so much. And something that's so also in alignment between us is my word for this year is harmony. And I feel like it's for that reason, like I'm trying to find ways where I can still, you know, be a human, make meet my needs, all those things, but also still start to realize that it's also important to feel fulfilled. So I do like the fact that you brought the individual and how the more we can just focus on our own healing and deconditioning, the more that does actually ripple out to the people around you more than we realize. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Especially as, as you know, being a generator, like we're very, like, sometimes I'm like, like my conditioning was like, I'm too much. My light's too bright. I need to tone it down, which is simply not true. Like we don't have to. And when we get down to even the basics of some of this stuff, these distortion templates are are foundationally, I feel like just templates of separation. And so what I mean by that is it's a separation from ourselves. It's a separation from other people, because I think at least I can share from my experience at the end of the day, we want to feel safe. We want to feel loved. We want to have connection. We're human. We crave that physical touch, hugs, all the things. And so it's just really coming back to that because we can separate so far from ourselves and it can be based on all the characters that we play, the identity structures that just aren't simply true. And when we bring awareness to these things, we create a situation to where we can shift them. And it's a lot easier than people think. I know I've struggled throughout the years going to different healers and coaches where I was like, help me, fix me. And it's simply not true. Like there's nothing wrong with you. Anyone listening, there's nothing wrong with you. You're not broken. You don't need to be fixed. You are complete. It's just releasing the lies, really. (laughs) I totally agree with that. And I think for me, I know 
that transformation is part of that. Like those like tower moments, like from tarot, where it's like everything seems to be falling apart. And that's kind of where it actually comes back together and you start to find alignment. And I think there's so much more on the other side of that. So like the dark night of the soul, this whole exploration that we go into where it's a very deep inner process for me has been where I found more alignment. Every time I go through those situations now, I don't necessarily fear them as much as I used to because I know it's on the other side. I don't know what your experience has been with those kinds of situations. Yeah, very similar because I think one of the lies that's fed because it's everywhere, right? Like it's in the spiritual community, it's in politics, it's all the things. So I think one of the lies that's fed is, oh, love and light only, toxic positivity. Like we're just gonna go about and float about our day. I mean, that might work for someone, but that didn't work for me. So my initial awakening and consciousness was I was in law enforcement for about six years and I, about two years in, it stemmed from a very painful breakup and these very, very deep wounds around I'm unworthy. Everyone's going to abandon me. My parents divorced when I was little. So I created, there were a lot of stories around that. When this happened, this dense, dark energy came up to the surface because just weeks prior, it was beautiful bliss. (laughs) But this person, or sometimes I like to call them this character, if you will, showed up. And sometimes the relationships can help us go deeper within ourselves than we ever thought possible. So it really brought up this dark, dense energy. And I know like sometimes it can feel scary. I know I have had multiple times where I'm like, I don't want to feel this thing. And sometimes it's even more challenging to for like the ego and the unconscious to like let go of that wall to feeling the thing than it is to actually feel the thing, the resistance to feeling the thing. I've had many bouts of what we would call a dark night of the soul. And to me, that's just this density that's been in the energy field and it's just coming to the surface to be released. Now, these things can look different for everyone. Some people might call them a kundalini awakening. And for those of you listening that are not familiar with that, I've had this experience where it's like this energetic explosion in the base of your spine or, you know, the root chakra, the pelvis, and it really just forces this density out. And with the amount of light that has been coming into the planet. So the planet is so much less dense. There's so much less density here than there was many years ago. And so that's why if we look out on the mainstream and on the world stage, it looks like things are just a complete circus act right now, because what's happening is we can't hide from this stuff anymore. We can only choose to avoid or not go there, which is also fine. No judgment. But we're kind of in this pressure cooker for choosing that route because we just can't hide from the truth anymore. And I'll give an example. So I don't know. Are you familiar with Jason Estes? Not really, no. This always kind of helps me illustrate what's going on on the planet. So he explains these packets of energy communication, the light packets as data points. And back in the 90s, we were having one data point per day. Now, last year in the middle of the year, it was like up to 4,000 data points per day. So it speaks to the acceleration of what's going on on the planet. And also that time isn't linear as we know it, or as we've known in the past, things are very sped up. So it's like, if you're making certain decisions and choices, like I'm going to choose to release this relationship, I'm going to choose to start my business. All these things are being much more supported by the universe, the energy field, whatever you want to call it, God source universe. So right now in this particular month, we're up to like 
I think it's 7,200. So over 7,000 data points. And again, it just kind of helps illustrate, but it's so sped up. (laughs) It's so supportive of what we're doing. So just last month, I released a, originally I had started working with someone as a coach. It turned into a business partnership and it was a situation to where I was not in my truth and I was not trusting myself. And I was almost like using this relationship as a way to kind of still play small. And I put this person in a place of like authority over me, if you will, like her expertise and opinion is more valid than mine. In a lot of cases, I actually got physically sick from this and I didn't realize that this was the thing. It was kind of sneaky. And once I realized that this was the thing, I released the relationship and a portal opened. It was just this most magical experience. I was supposed to actually do a certification weekend And it didn't feel right for my heart. I backed out of a book project. It was like guaranteed, you know, money and all these things. And really was just like, okay, God, I trust, I trust myself. I trust this process. I know I'm being guided to let go of this. And the following weekend, I decided to go home to Northern California. I'm living in Southern California right now. And the most beautiful thing started happening that weekend. I reconnected with a man who I had known many years ago, like we went on the most beautiful date. (laughs) It's just like all these things when we say yes to our truth and to what is actually for us and what's in alignment, it really opens up the space for God and the universe to support us in this beautiful way. I just feel like it it just helps kind of illustrate some of these things through different like stories and things because it's just so powerful. I'm the same way. I feel like that's why I call it spirit crumbs because it's kind of like synchronicities, but like, tangible things like a way that you can actually follow through on it because for me I'm all about like following through and like you said you're following through on those feelings of things not being alignment and actually letting go of them and actually making decisions and like shifting it by stepping into that power and knowing like if I feel like this isn't aligned I need to let it go and I think that's like you said where we make space and I think that's so important where we hold on to so many things because We're like, I need this to survive or to have my needs met or like what happens if I let go of this and nothing comes and we have all these fears and the scarcity that comes up. And then the more you start to choose one thing at a time and see what comes, the more you learn to trust it. And that's kind of where I'm at. Like I totally had everything flipped upside down last year. And I was like, I don't have an alternative, but I'm just going to do this and see what happens. (laughs) And I think that's when, like you said, this time speeds up where all of a sudden you're like, how am I here? Like, how did this happen? There's no explanation other than just following the, that energy and seeing where it takes you. A million percent. And I think another thing that goes along with all of this is that we used to want all that reassurance to know the ending to the story and be like, hey, well, if I do this thing that it terrifies me, are you sure I'm going to be okay? Like, are you sure that it's going to yield these results? I don't really feel like that's a thing anymore in this new place we've created. I don't it can be very uncomfortable. I'll completely (laughs) admit that sometimes it's like, oh, you know, like you want to know the ending of the story, but I'm really practicing being in the energy of presence and surrender and just trusting because it's just another way, the alternative to us kind of like grasping and holding on to these things. And so it almost creates that force. And really, especially for us, 
I mean, everybody in general has masculine and feminine within them, but as a feminine practicing, being in that energy of receiving as well, like being willing to receive the guidance and the pauses. Like we're told that we have to, like, there's all these, you know, busy and productivity templates on this planet that tell you, well, if you're not working 10 hour days, you didn't put in an honest day's work, or if you're not busy and producing, then you're not cutting it. And those just simply aren't true as well. And I had to really work through my own stuff on that because I worked multiple jobs going through college. And I always was kind of in that mindset that Monday through Friday are are work days. And then you get to have a couple of days to do what you want to do and basically recharge from all of that. And this old system, we just like have been so asleep to it, but we're waking up and we're like, yeah, no, no. Like if you really even get down to the fact that we work for a piece of paper that we've labeled as money, it just, it's just interesting. There was this podcast episode I was listening to. I believe her last name is Wilson, but her first name is Rana. I believe it's Rana Wilson. And she talks about the energy of conscious money versus money. And it's such a different frequency because if we're just doing things for what we call money, it just defeats the purpose of why we're here, I feel. And so it's a different mindset shift because all the conditioning from when we're kids, if you think about it, we send them to these institutions that teach them what to think, not how to think, not how to cultivate their gifts. And they teach you all these like, quote unquote, facts about history, which I don't believe even 99% of that is even true. (laughs) So it's just interesting. And I think it just circles back to the fact that we're just not having it anymore. We're ready to bring in these new templates and new paradigms on everything, parenting and sex and love and business. And it's just a beautiful time, I feel. I totally agree with you. I think that it's difficult to make those first steps into the new world and like into the new way of doing things. But once you start to do it, you start to realize that it makes more sense than the old way. And I think these trade-offs, like you said, where it's like you put in this, you're expecting to get this. And we depend on all this. Like if you do this, you're going to get this amount of money and that you will be safe. I think the more you start to learn to follow your intuition and like what your actual gifts are and develop that, when you start to actually receive from that and you start to actually realize like, oh, I can be supported doing this, then the other way doesn't make sense. Like I was going through so many things and people were like, why wouldn't you choose the safe option? It's like, it's not safe. And it makes me feel terrible. So like, why does that make sense? Why is that the better option? Yeah, it's become more profound in the last several months because I would have, I I feel like it's a balance. And it's again, trusting your intuition on when to reach out for support and guidance. Like for me, in the past, like I would almost look for permission, validation from other people if it was something I wanted to do or something I wanted to say or how I wanted to show up. And it's shifted for me because I don't do that anymore because I don't, we don't need anyone's permission. And it's more so because sometimes when we have our own blinders on, it can be challenging to see these deeply rooted patterns. And so I do have a couple like healers and mentors that I'll book a session with if I feel like I need some kind of support. And I have a couple really beautiful friends that I could pick up the phone and we do for each other. And I'm like, okay, what's your perspective on this? This is what's showing up for me. I've learned too, it's beautiful for us to show up in a way that it's like an invitation or request rather than like, because I had someone ask me, well, how do you convince people that what you do is it works? I said, I don't, I don't. Why would I try to convince people of that? That's annoying. That's like, goes back to some of the things where 
I grew up in a Christian home and it was always kind of shoved down my throat and no knocking anybody who enjoys, you know, religious practices, just in my personal experience, it didn't feel good in my body. It didn't feel good. And it didn't feel good having people tell me that this was the end all be all. And this is what I had to do. And it actually turned me off to it even more. Again, it goes back to that internal guidance system and knowing in our hearts who the right mentors are, healers to work with. Again, there's a lot of stuff out there that can kind of seem like love and light cloaked in all kinds of nonsense. (laughs) It really is using your own discernment on those things. And there are so many ways that you can strengthen that. I like to call it an intuition muscle because we all even sense intuitively different. Like for me, it's my body. Like I feel things in my body at a very, very, very deep level. And that's the primary way that I sense things. And it took me a little while to really lock that in because I would feel things. And then I, my mind would be like, well, no, it's okay. Because of all this, this, and this, like I've learned that when my body is reacting a certain way, it's usually 99% correct, (laughs) maybe hundred percent correct. And I just, yeah, is that 1% I just got to lock in, but it's just so profound when you can start to kind of hone in on what your own intuitive gifts are. You know, for some people, it's like the feelings in the body. For some people, they hear things. There's, it's like all the, all the clairs, right? And for mm-hmm. some people, it's like, you know, maybe they, um, their third eye and their, their psychic vision is just so profound. There's just some people taste like there's just all kinds of ways that we can really practice that. And I mentioned even human design and the gene keys are another beautiful way to learn about your, your energy, like the build of your energy. Yeah, definitely. And I think you're right. Like, I think it is good to have certain people you can trust that you can share things with and bounce ideas off of and kind of check if you're like thinking it seems like an old pattern or something might be resurfacing. It's good to get that outside opinion. And then I know something we both agree on is that sometimes people give away their power too much. (laughs) Yeah. I told a little bit of about what happened last year with that coach I had worked with and the experience there of her here above and then me below as far as, and I take full responsibility. This was just my perception. And I actually, I think these things sometimes can be the perfect teachers. So it's like, I wasn't getting it and not in a bad way. I just wasn't getting it. And so this person showed up to reflect this back to me because once you know it, you can't unknow it. So it really allowed me the opportunity to lock it in real, real good. So when I first started on this journey, when I had that initial awakening, I started kind of the external search as many of us do the books, the courses, anything I could get my hands on to give me some perspective on what was going on. And I had different various like readings and different healers I worked with. And what I learned throughout this is the healers that I resonate most with were the ones that just were able to really hold this beautiful space and to help me come to my own realizations and to where it was like kind of more of a co-creative process than more of them just telling me from their own lens. So I think for me, healing is a co-creative process. And anytime I do healing work with clients, it's co-creative And it's always like, again, this is coming from your lens, like take what resonates. I feel also it's important for anybody's healing to come through their own 
higher self and their own source connection so that their higher self can filter out what it is they need and what they don't need. So it's just, that's one of the attentions that I set, but it's kind of going back to your question, some of the readers and people that I came across, it was like, they would tell me absolutes of what was going to happen in my life or in different love relationships. And what this did, it caused a lot of problems for me. And again, I take full responsibility, but there's also some accountability I feel that needs to be had in these type of communities when people are giving this type of advice, because there's really not a lot of accountability down to people telling me that certain people were my soulmate, or I don't even like the word twin flame, but twin flame. And I fell into these patterns of waiting around for certain people. I was like, oh, well, the psychic said, and it's just simply not true. And if you're the creator of your own reality, then that's just really like a way that we sneakily or profoundly give our power away. And so if anybody tells you specifically that so-and-so is your soulmate or anything, I would just really urge you to dig into your truth. And I, I just don't feel that people should be giving that, saying that kind of thing. I, I just don't because again, in my experience, it's just been a situation to where it, it really threw me off because I was like kind of a baby, if you will, spiritually, like I didn't understand these things and people who are claiming to understand it are telling me, all these things about myself or about what's going to happen. And so it just, again, it became a way where I became reliant on external sources and external things rather than sourcing from within. So another thing that I really am passionate about is us sourcing from within first, because if we are God, we are a unique expression of God connected, however, whatever word resonates again, but if we're connected to this infinite energy of the divine, then I mean, we have access to all of it. We already know we already have access to all of it. <laughs> because again, anybody who's a healer, a coach, anything, they're seeing things through their lens, through their connection and through their conditioning. So it also begs the question, are they reading it through their conditioning? What are they channeling? What are they connected to? Because we can channel beings, but what exactly are we channeling? Are they creating sacred space? And again, it's not, none of it's a fear thing, but I just feel it's important to point these things out, especially for those of you who are maybe kind of new to this journey. And maybe you want to get a reading because readings have also been great. Like I've also had some readings where I had this palm reading about a month ago and I was like, that was so cool. But there were things I didn't resonate with that I was just like, okay, cool. It doesn't matter. But like, I know to use my discernment on these things, but it was a fun experience. It simply, it's just reading energy. I think it's just reinforcing that notion of intuition and discernment and just not outsourcing to your detriment to where you're putting your power in the hands of someone else, then it's a practice. It really is. <laughs> don't judge yourself. Don't get down on yourself. I've been there and it just, you know, maybe there's a beautiful lesson there too. The shift that happened for me was something key that you said of like starting within first before you reach out for other things. And then it became kind of more fun, like you said, more light, because I already knew what I felt I should do. And then if that's mirrored by someone reading my energy, it makes you feel even more empowered because you're like, I knew that was what I was supposed to do. Or like, yes, I felt right about that. And so just knowing the difference between that and like coming at it from a place of like getting confirmation or validation, as opposed to just 
being like, I have no idea what's going on. Anything you say, I'm going to believe. I think there's like a, a sometimes a very fine line and then sometimes it's very obvious. But I think the more you tune that intuition, like you said, and stretch that muscle, it becomes easier to spot as you're feeling into a reading or a healing session or something. You can feel for yourself what is true and that discernment becomes a lot easier when you're doing it regularly. But I totally agree that like, that's how I approach it. I love readings. I still get- You're fun. Uh, yeah. I still yeah. have healers. But totally. I, I know what I need from it when I'm going into it, right? And I know what my intention is. And intention for me is everything. Yeah. And so if my intention is to get validation or to get some insight that I'm not seeing that might resonate, that will help me make a better decision for myself, then that's great. But like what you were saying, I don't completely give my power to anyone when I'm receiving it. And I choose for myself what resonates what doesn't and it's never in a way where I feel like that person's wrong or bad or anything it's just they're seeing it through a lens that just doesn't resonate yeah well and even if we talk about the concept of time and how the quantum if time is not like to me the quantum is just all the infinite possibilities and all the things all the energy all the possibilities so we could make a decision right now that would change the trajectory of time. Like, let's say one of us hit the end button, we left the room and go outside. It literally changes the trajectory of everything. And so it's just, we are conscious creators and we can really make these decisions. And one thing that's kind of fun is if you're like in meditation or whatever is, is connecting with those aspects that have maybe embodied more of the wisdom than where you're at right now, because it's all the same thing. Everything's happening in the now. I feel like our minds can't fully understand it, but if everything is just happening right here and now, which means all the past timelines, it's like all overlapped on top of each other, then essentially we could really just tune in and be like, oh, I just want to experience that. One of my friends was telling me about this book. I believe it's called The Midnight Library. This was a couple of weeks ago. And I feel like this speaks to this part of the conversation, but it was like this library where this lady could like pick a different book. And I haven't read the book yet, so I'm, I'm actually going to order it. But it was all a different thing that she could have experienced in her life. Like one experience was like that of a librarian, that of a rock star. We technically could, like I could go get a job as a librarian I could figure out how to get a job as a librarian if I really wanted to do it and have that experience, or I could go get a job making coffees. Like it's so interesting and that, that changes the trajectory of everything, but we could really make a choice for what we want to experience and experience that thing. It's just our, our own limitations that we put on things that keep us in almost this groundhog's day to where we wake up do the same things every single day. And one thing for me that's been powerful is when I put myself in the frequency, in the experience of that thing, which I want to see in my physical reality, because the mind and the body don't know the difference. So if there's something, let's say a relationship, for example, let's say you want to call in just a beautiful partnership, whatever, if you want to call it a divine partnership, a soulmate, whatever word resonates getting into the frequency of it's here now. I feel it now. I choose it now. I see him. I see her, whatever it is that you want to choose and experience. And you can get into the energy to where it feels like it is happening. That is something that's helped me thinking about how these like readings and things also 
can shift your perspective. Whereas like, like you said, in that moment, maybe the person that the, the, like what they're saying might happen for you could be true. But then, like you said, you walk out the door and you make a completely different decision than, you know, was expected on that trajectory. And then it's no longer true. And then you're just waiting around for this like magical person or this magical thing to happen when you've already gone off that path. Yeah. And I think the more, like you said, the more we focus on embodying that energy for ourselves and being like, this is what I want to feel. I know that happens for me the same way, like what you're describing, where like, if there's something I want to call in, I try to actually put myself in that position. Like, what would I do every day? How, what would I do when I woke up? If I was that person, like, what would my day look like? What would my feelings be like? And then it makes it, like you said, this like quantum leap where all of a sudden that happens so much quicker than in the past where I would maybe just keep doing my day-to-day thing and occasionally think of the thing, but never actually put any energy towards it. And so I think that is so interesting to think about all of the different things we could possibly do with a lifetime and just also empowering yourself like in that perspective if all of these things are possible you get to choose so like why not choose the thing you actually want to do and like go for it as opposed to you know just doing the day-to-day thing that's expected of you or thinking I already chose one thing that's what I have to do now for the rest of my life right (laughs) absolutely and I think this ties into the concept of identity and structure because this is one thing that's often missed when we're doing this type of work, I don't even necessarily like the term work, but when we're doing this type of cultivating, calling in frequency matching, whatever. And because identity is so rooted in what shows up. And so ideally what we would essentially like to have is a mono personality, which is identity, a mono identity, which is connected to our higher self, connected to source, this embodiment of our innate essence, free from all the distortions. So what happens when we are in, you know, our early childhood years, or it can happen throughout the phase of your life, or maybe even in the womb, maybe it has to do with some genetic imprinting, these different part personalities and identities get created. And so we may have this part it's like, wow, I just, I'm ready for my person. I want to, you know, experience this relationship with my soulmate, but then we may have this other part on the, on the backside. That's like, I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy of love. Like it's not safe to be in a relationship because my dad left when I was six and he's just going to leave. But then this other part is getting out there and dating and doing all these things. But then you got two, two different programmings running which is, <laughs> which is going to result typically in kind of two steps forward to two steps back. And that's oftentimes why these things happen because when that other part joins the party and I don't think anybody wants to sabotage anything. I think the last thing we want to do is sabotage ourselves, but then you have this part that comes out that's like, well, I'm not worthy. And so then these things start to come out. And that's why it's like, people refer to it as the honeymoon phase, because it's, I truly believe that it's almost like that kind of foundational, like kind of clear personality in that point, in those points, like what it could be. And then when all the little beliefs start popping up and the emotions, and then it's just like people get freaked out or they run off or they fight or all these things happen because it's like these other parts that are not in alignment with those things that we think or that we are choosing, they come to the party. And then it's like, well, now you got a push-pull situation or there might be different identity structures where you just stay super stuck. 
So for me, it's been powerful to bring some awareness to the identity, like feeling like, okay, I am, I am a person who gets to choose this and working with those parts. A lot of it can be inner child work too, reconnecting with your inner child and cultivating a relationship with your inner child, because we become so disconnected from these parts and really all these parts, oftentimes they just want to be seen, felt, heard, acknowledged. I always use this kind of illustration. I think most of us that are listening are fairly, probably fairly intuitive, sensitive beings. If you're listening to a spiritual podcast such as this, and if you had this little child walk up crying in pain, you're probably not going to say, oh, I'll deal with this tomorrow and go about your day. So how would we show up for ourselves when these emotions come up in the present moment? We're when we can start to kind of see it from that lens, it allows these parts to be felt and to express what they need to express so that they're not suppressed any longer. And then we can actually release them and integrate them back in. So we're not fragmented. If you want to call it fragmented, like these parts that are broken off, it has been very helpful work because again, like the one component is like this, you know, this is what I choose getting into that. But then the other component is releasing all the things that aren't that. A hundred percent. And I think like the idea of relationships and connections with other people being a mirror and an opportunity to find those missing pieces or to find those things that aren't in our vision all the time. And that's why I talk about shadow work as being like, think of it like an actual shadow. Like when the sun moves around again, you're going to lose it and you're not going to, it's not going to be in that same place to be able to see that thing in that moment to handle it. And like you said, you don't want to push that off to another day because that's some pain that may not resurface again for who knows how long. And it's just going to be lurking in the shadows, right? Until it like gets brought into light again. And so I do totally agree with that. I think that that honeymoon phase is when the energy is still really high. And it's like when that dies down, you're left with what the reality, right? And like what you're actually feeling and what your conditioning has presented itself as in that particular relationship and what you need to heal. And it's beautiful when you meet someone who can point those things out to you, but also help you to be able to work through them or to realize this just wasn't what I thought it was and being able to choose, you know, okay, maybe we can just part ways now. This is just something I needed to learn in this moment. And I think like learning to navigate those things is so important just as a human experience like we're here as humans to interact with other humans and to learn these things about ourselves as well so I really appreciate that you brought that perspective to it of really being able to see things like see the pain and the inner child that like just know what wants healing and I think I can feel from your energy too like that this is something that you like to walk through with your clients and like with other people. So I was wondering if you could just talk a little bit about what kinds of offerings people could book to be able to do this work alongside you on their path. Yeah, thank you for letting me share. One of my favorite things, I, I just launched actually a group. It's called Embodied Essence. So this is, I show up once a week and we do different things. Like I call them essence activations. I have two different type of, I guess, sessions that I do, but they're essence activation. So it's just bringing more of your unique authentic self online and releasing the resistance. So those can be done in a group setting or individual. I do those. And then I'm doing like a gene key workshop. And so I do different things throughout the month. 
And that one is in, in a group setting. And then I do offer one-on-one sessions. So I have the essence activations, which the one-on-one sessions are a little shorter. And then I have like a kind of a deep dive journey sessions where we do probably more of the inner child type work. Like if there is a lot of things, the part personality work and just really, really going deep on those things. Cause I love to come from a foundational structure of, of that, like, what is it that you're choosing and how do you want to feel? And then we release whatever's coming up as far as what's in the way, what, what are these things that want to show up today? And, and I, I think it's important to know it's like, everybody's in a different place. So it's like, if you're new to energy work, I meet you where you're at. (laughs) It's definitely, sometimes it can feel a little scary at first, or, you know, if you're not sure what it is or, or whatever. And I just also feel it's important for me to help people activate that own inner healer. So there's going to be different tools and things that you can do on your own. And I'm just all about empowering my clients. So I guess maybe a little more tidbit on the way I work. It's I'm connecting straight to source and all the healing that is coming through is going through to your higher self and being filtered through your higher self and your source connection. And yeah, I'm, I'm tuning into the energy field and what's coming up and I'm sharing and you're sharing. And so it is that co-creative process, but it's, you know, always sacred spaces created and um, it's just, you know, very, I try to make it just extremely supportive and and nurturing environment. So those are some of the ways I do uh, work with people in a six month capacity as well. If something more long-term, you know, feels aligned for people, but I also have some freebies on my website. And I, if you have any questions, like feel free to shoot me a message too. My door's always open. So, and if, and if I'm not the person to work with, I have a pretty big community of people I know and trust and, I, you know, if it's like more body work, like I'll, I'll direct you where you need to go or, or where you can check out. And I just feel like it's so important for us to build a community of people and we're all just kind of a piece of the puzzle. So. I love that. Yeah, I agree. I'm the same way. If it's, if it doesn't feel aligned for me, I know there's always somebody I know that will be more aligned because I know how I would appreciate that as someone looking for support with something. So I really love that you said that too. And then on that line, where can people find you? What is the best way to connect with you? My website, which is just my name, Amanda Monier, and my Instagram. You can shoot me a message on Instagram or however you want to connect. But yeah, those are probably the probably the best places to find me. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Amanda, for coming on and having this conversation with us today. And I know people will want to check you out and maybe connect with you as well. Thank you so much for having me. This has been such a fun conversation. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of Spirit Crumbs. You can find me on Instagram for this podcast at Spirit Crumbs, or you can also find me at Concrete and Crystals for my own spiritual offerings and more tidbits about my own journey. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.